All right, it is the Sharp Square podcast for Monday following NFL Week 4. You'll have to bear with me this week. I am a little bit under the weather. Uh, I don't think it's anything serious. It could just be that our picks in the Super Contest were so horrendous uh, that they have making me ill and my voice is telling of just how bad things got Sunday. I, I, it's, it was one of those days where it wasn't just a bad day, it was awful. Everything went wrong. My, I don't even know where I picked winners yesterday. This, this was not a case for me anyway of, well, I had these good games that didn't get bad or didn't get put in the contest. No, 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 no. I was just bad everywhere. I know Mike might have had a bit of a different situation. For him, he had a lot of good picks. But it seemed like everything that got a dime of his cash or an input in the contest uh, ended up a loser. Uh, Starting with his ultimate decision, which was the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I was on this game too. I said it was a lean for me. Mike said something during the podcast, though, that looking back... Obviously, hindsight 2020 point of this exercise leaves me a little bit perturbed. And that is when he said, the only thing that makes me nervous is how we both really like this pick. And I said, actually, no, it's just a lean for me. And if I could leave one game out, this would be a game that I would pass on. Now, this is nothing against Mike, but we have to be really good in general of digging into information that might go against our picks. So, when I say I would have passed on this game, a great question might have been, well, why would you pass on it? I gave a bunch of reasons why I leaned the Vikings, but... As I had in my notes and went unsaid and unmentioned, these are two quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield, that both struggle from the same weakness. When under pressure, they tend to have bad games. So ask yourself, who was better set up for success? Baker Mayfield had the better offensive line. He had a better running game, and it was the Cleveland defense that had the pass rush in the middle of the defensive line to disrupt the opposition. These things lined up for Cleveland. Now, I'm not saying that we should have talked through this and ended up on the Browns, but if you're not addressing reasons why your pick might be bad, then you're really not doing yourself any justice just claiming that it's a great pick. The sharp opinion should survive the scrutiny of self-doubt. 
if all you do is talk about how wonderful a pick is and never bring up any opposition to it, you're rarely going to find out what the really good picks are. And I think we did this by not doing our due diligence, really trying to find the way home for the other side in this game. No game suffered this worse than the Chicago-Detroit game. It was our market correction game, which I'm not even sure how it really qualified. I sort of think we both just wanted to bet Detroit. But this, we were so square on this side. And here's why. We wanted to bet against Chicago. Why? Because Chicago was awful the week before. I must have said three times, 1.1 yard per play. They're the worst offense of all time. So, what did we think? They were going to play that bad every single week? And oh, the powerhouse that we had in Detroit. On the road, Jared Goff against a good defense that gets pressure. You don't want Goff when he's facing teams that are aggressive up front. But no, we just ripped Chicago. We want to bet against them because the Bears are awful. Folks, I'm telling you this. This is a bad way to bet. This is a game where we really had to find how can Chicago get home? How could they be the right side? Let's assume that the bookmakers who made Chicago the favorite did it for a reason but we never considered it. We just assumed that we were being handed the middle square on a bingo card, just bet against Chicago, they're awful, and we did not once again do our homework and look at how the other side would get home. Because I still don't know, other than to say, well, maybe Jared Goff will struggle in this game. And the fact that I couldn't figure out the reason was reason enough to pass on this game. If you can't think of the answer, then you're missing something. Now, if you do come up with a reason but still think you have the solid side, that's fine. We don't want to just bet on games that, oh, I have 30 reasons to bet on this and no reason not to. You really want to have some balance but then find an edge to your side. We didn't really do that here. We picked a couple games that we liked, ignored the reasons not to like them, and went with it and got losers. So the next game was Miami. This was our consensus pick. I'm not going to spend too much time dogging the pick. It wasn't bad. I didn't see it as a real value game. Mike really liked the game. I was on board with the narrative. My problem is the way we've done our consensus pick. Now, if you listen to the podcast on Thursdays, me and Mike each give you our ultimate decisions. Then we pick our market correction and our ugly Betty. But then we save one pick for Sunday. And this is going to be our consensus pick. A game maybe we both like, or maybe we just both lean. But we both come together and see it as a good game to bet. 
and the fact that we're both on it and have thought things through make it a solid pick. It was one of our best picks last year, week after week. I believe we ran our first seven in a row, correct. But this season, we're not doing consensus pick. What we're doing is, on Thursday, we put our four games that we come to a decision on, and then I'll just pick a fifth game, something we might be looking at, where I'm trying to get the best of the number, and then what happens on Sunday is, I say, hey Mike, right now I've got the Dolphins in that spot, you want to go with it? This is a really bad way to do things. If you ever see like a competition show on TV where you have to put somebody up for elimination and then somebody all of a sudden in a quiet room shouts out a name and then the next thing you know, everyone else in the room says that same name. It is very easy to hear one opinion and then be afraid to change it. Because, oh, forbid that we had Miami in there, then we get off Miami, take another team that ends up losing, and Miami turns into a winner. It is fear. And one thing I refuse to do in betting, and certainly in this contest, is play scared. But I think we've gotten to the point where if someone is sitting in that slot, We fail to really do an honest evaluation of what teams we should consider. The week before, we got a consensus pick right. I didn't even talk to Mike that Sunday, except quickly through text message. He said, give me a few games you're looking at, and I'll tell you what I think. I gave him three games, and he came back with one, and it was a winner. But at least there was a conversation. At least there was an open option. The consensus pick shouldn't be, hey, I've got this team sitting in there right now. Do you want to take them out? And if we do take them out, what else would we put in? That's not the way to do this. It was a bad approach. We've been burned with it a couple times. And I'm going to learn the lesson today and it won't happen again. Well... At least we get one victory. And it always works out this way. The game that scared us to death, the ugly Betty, the New England Patriots. Oh my God, Tom Brady's revenge game. New England can't score any points. How in the world can you bet New England? We knew the line was inflated. And because it held the title ugly Betty, we were able to roll with it. It would have been hard for us to put this in our picks if we were just trying to pick the winners because it was scary. But the only thing fear will do, it'll talk you off your winners. RJ Bell once said this and I think it's valuable advice. The best bets you make are often the hardest ones to pull the trigger on. This was a hard bet because you could easily look stupid If Brady lit the Patriots up, puts 40 on the board, and the Patriots just can't compete. But we knew that going in. We looked down at the other side and how things could go wrong, yet felt 
that our handicap on New England was the better handicap, what was more likely to happen. And fearlessly, we stuck with the pick, we got a good number, and frankly, watching the end of the game, I thought it really played out much like we thought it would. Coaching excellence from Belichick, right up until the last play where he sticks Nick Folk with a 56-yard field goal attempt that stoinks off the bar. But the Patriots played great defense. They were actually slightly more productive on offense and were two for two in red zone trips. I've seen some potential in Mac Jones. Is he a great quarterback? No, but he's managing the game well, and it doesn't mean that he's capped off. They just loosened the reins a little bit, let him make some plays, and it was enough for New England to be competitive in this game. I feel good about the pick, but I really feel good that we were able to put this in because we were absolutely fearless about a pick most people were fearful to make. So, that's one in three. This is being recorded Monday afternoon, so we'll have to wait till this evening to see whether we're two and three or one in four. I really hope it's not one and four because that is just an awful way to follow up four and one. It would make us 10 and 10 on the year and really in a neutral position where we've got ground to make up if we want to do anything really productive in this contest. But 11 and 9, 11 and 9 I can work with. The fact that we had two losing weeks yet we were 11 and 9, I think we can make something happen with that. I'm optimistic about tonight's game. It's Raiders plus three and a half. I'll own up to it if it goes wrong on Thursday. But for now, this is Hindsight 2020. Thank you for listening to our Awful Week recap. Subscribe, download on Spotify, Google Podcast, or Stitcher. For those of you still listening on SoundCloud, we appreciate you. But try checking out the other avenues where you can download Give us a little bit more recognition for listening. Thank you, good luck, and good betting.